Welcome to Ireland's Favourite Podcast, the show where we fix our beady eyes on Ireland's favourite people, places and things. From TV shows and celebrities to historical figures, spice bags, ski bags and everything in between, we take a cross-eyed look into the list that define what Ireland likes best. As well as looking at interesting details about each chart entry, we'll bring them to life through good old-fashioned tomfoolery, sketches and impersonations. So strap on your dildos and let us begin. Welcome to Ireland's Favourite Podcast. In this episode, we're looking at the top five fee-charging visitors attractions in Ireland. The data was compiled by Falcha Ireland in 2019. Unfortunately, that was the most up-to-date uh, data we could find. So firstly, a big, dirty, gurav mila mahakwiv to the good people at Falcha Ireland. My name is Patrick, and seeing as we're discussing Irish tourist attractions, you might call me the Glendalock of this podcast, the pride of Wicklow, a peaceful, tranquil presence and the inspiration for both saints and scholars alike for many a year. And of course, allow me to introduce my friend and co-host, the Cade Melia to my Falter Road. He is the podcast presenting equivalent of Dublin's Spire. He doesn't make a lot of sense. He sticks out like a sore thumb, and he mistakenly thinks he represents modern Dublin. It is Jono. Hello, Jono. How are you doing, uh, Glenda Locke? How, how are things <laughs> going there? What did you think of that one? Um, yeah. fair, some, a, a fair. I think it's accurate. I think yeah, it's yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Bar the the height thing, I think that's that could be misleading. I'm, I'm five foot nothing, <laughs> oh, and I didn't spire, want to go there. I didn't want to go there. The spire, as we know, the only attribute it actually has is a, a, a height. Let's say it's phallic. Um, it's phallic. We can, we can all agree on that. I don't know. It's fa- phallic. Needs, I think it's more girth for phallic. I think it's more like syringical, if that's a word. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think it is. I like it though. It's <laughs> This retake. He's, it's he's very cylindrical. Wait, no, it's cylindrical. It's Jono. <laughs> needlesome. Yeah. He's needlesome. Any more associations with heroin you can get, I think the better. <laughs> um, sorry, Patrick, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, what do you think of today's topic, today's episode? It's an interesting one. Um, I'm looking forward to speaking about it. I think it's even more interesting because we can't fucking go anywhere. Um, so it's uh, oh, yeah. good to look at the at the things and places uh, that we, we might be able to do when we come out of level yeah, six and a half. probably uh, worth saying, full disclosure to listeners, I haven't done any of these things on the list. So if this, if you're getting, trying to get tips and advice on holidays, I, this is not really the, uh, the protocol. But Fortunately, listeners, um, I've done some of them, so I'm able to, to speak from experience on, on, on a couple, but not all. But before we begin, let's hear a word from our sponsor, which is this week, El Shuhan Grande. El Shuhan Grande es el ogoloso potrocedinar del podcast favorito de Irlanda. ¿Eres un hombre? ¿Tus tobillos no están satisfechos? Entonces necesitas el chujón grande. Los pies grandes requieren un gran placer. Así que recogesta, desabroce, sajusento y abraza la sensación de masculinidad que solo el chujón grande puede proporcionar. El chujón grande. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um... What 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 exactly is El Shuhorn Grande? What 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 are El Shuhorn Grande? El Shuhorn Grande are based in the hills of Andalusia, Patrick, and they are the largest manufacturer of kosher shoehorns in the world. Oh, 
Okay, well, I've been. That's amazing. Um, we've really gone big time um, with our sponsorship. We fucking have. I mean, I've only had the privilege of using El Shoehorn Poco myself, but <laughs> that experience was we bueno. We bueno. <laughs> Where can I get a El Shoehorn Grande? Uh, you can get them at your finest stockists, uh, such as Waverly's of um, Hilton Road and um, also Buckley's of Buckley Road. Wow, I'm going to go to Buckley's of Buckley Road. <laughs> it's easier to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a fair option. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so, what is up on the list, Patrick? Okay, first up is number five on the list, and that is Tato Park, which is a, a theme park located in Ashburn, County Mead. According to Fault Ireland's figures, it had 700,000 annual visitors um, when this research was done. First opened its gates in 2010. It's got, you know, rides, playgrounds, animals, and crisps, I suppose. Um, Jonathan, do you, what's your take on Tato Park? Ooh, my take on Tato Park. Um, I've been to Tato Park, so I'll talk okay. a bit about it um, in a few minutes. But when I first read about its opening in the paper, Paddy, I thought to myself, why is a halting site getting people so excited, you know? Then I realized it wasn't anything to do with that young fur from Into the West uh, and was instead <laughs> an amusement park of crisps, made from crisps. Apparently. Which isn't um, too much more absurd than <laughs> basing it on yes. a character from Into the West. I feel like it hasn't really did anything for the stereotype of Irish people uh, yeah. loving potatoes. <laughs> I mean, as factual as that is, and uh, look, it's not going to tangent too much here, but I fucking love potatoes and I am proud of that. And I think I'm right. that's fine. It should be. Yep. Yeah, I think we can get a bit uppity about Tato Park, but let's be fair, right? It's not Disneyland, obviously not, right? But would you rather have no Tato Park? Oh, geez. Um, I guess I would rather have some Tato Park than none Tato Park. Exactly. Now, I haven't been there. So obviously the, what I've got it is the, the main attraction is... The log ride? No, it's the, the roller coaster, Cullen. Yeah. Did you, did you go on that? I did, yeah. Sorry, I, thought, I, don't know why it, for, I thought it was a log thing, but... I think No, sorry, it's wooden. That's what it is. Sorry, it's it's yeah, yeah, Europe's yeah. largest well, wooden roller coaster or something like that. Yeah. It's Europe's largest wooden roller coaster, which I find <laughs> Which doesn't odd. inspire a lot of... For, but, but isn't that like... When you heard of Europe's largest wooden roller coaster, you were expecting something old, I suppose. Like, what, like this one was built in the mm. 2010s. Why are you building a wooden roller coaster in the 2010s with the purpose of making it the biggest wooden roller coaster in Europe. I don't know. And presumably... It's very Irish mentality towards breaking records, I think. Let's not, let's not make the largest roller coaster in Europe. On a practical basis as well, though, how the fuck like, does... Surely wood be really hard to maintain yeah. over steel. and You'd imagine that it gets wet and it would rot yeah. over time. <laughs> Jonathan, do you know about the Northern Irish version of Tato? I thought the Northern Irish version would be the Southern... The Republic's version. No, funnily enough, interestingly enough as well, the Rep we call it Republic. Actually, I found funny. They call it Free Stato in the North, referring to the the, the to the Christmas <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in, in the Republic. <laughs> free Stato, yeah, which is which is good. It's very, it's, it's pretty it, good. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, that's so Free good. Stato was, founded <laughs> in 19, was created in Ireland in 1954, right? And then the creator licensed it to a factory owner in the north in two years later so he has that whoever that guy 
bought the licensing for the, the United Kingdom, essentially. So they have a, a different, it's, it's also called Tato. Same cheese and onion, whatever, mm. fl- normal flavors, but it's in a yellow bag. And the Mr. Tato is slightly, they have a little mascot, but he's, he's slightly different looking, right? right. It was really weird because I, I came across them once and it's, it's another one of those Irish things. The first time you realize this, it's kind of like mind blown. But to avoid this kind of... Um, you know, I have to Google this now in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Google away. But I think to avoid the confusion, the inevitable confusion of having two companies called Tato and the one operating in the one Ireland making the same product, I have some alternative names for their, for their crisp products, if you Holy want to hear them. Fire away, please. Okay. Instead of cheese and onion, call it cheese and sleeve binion. This is the name of after a mountain. There's a mountain sleeve binion. So this is where I'm going okay. with this now. Instead right. of smoky bacon, smoky banger. Okay. County down. Smoky banger. Okay. Mm. Then we have salt and vinegar hill after right. the British suppression of the <laughs> Battle of Vinegar Hill in the Irish Rebellion. Just to kind of, you know, kind of, mm. you know, it's got a unionist ties there. And of course, the <laughs> final flavor is hunger strike flavor. Which, of course, is just an empty bag. <laughs> <laughs> Does it double up as Jack's roll? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bad. Yeah, that's controversial. Yeah. But I like it. Okay, so let's bring it back Bring it back to Tato Park. Um, so you were there. Um, please tell us what... Yeah, what, what did you do, I suppose? I'll tell you what I did in Tato Park. Um, let me think back. What was it, two years ago, I think? Three, okay. three years ago. I think it's three years ago. Um, and <laughs> oh man, I just remembered. Um, <laughs> you might remember from the previous podcast that we had a, a bit of a discussion about the Carters. Yeah? Yes. Well, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I don't know if anyone was actually listening, but yes, I remember. I was there in the, in the chat. Oh, no, I was speaking to you, man. I was speaking to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah they're so get this the fucking the headline act the day we were at Tato Park was Jay Carr so wow okay so mm. this explains a lot of your of your irrational behaviour in mm. the past but wait let, tell, tell me was this a gig or something did they always have headline acts at Tato Park I don't sure know you- I, I, no I think it was we had one tickets to it was a celebration event I think it was like an anniversary maybe something like that Maybe it was Mr. Tato's birthday. Maybe he was getting married. Maybe. Who knows? So, yeah, they were having a party that day. And we, yeah, we got into the park. I I remember actually thinking a couple of of things stay with me. So to answer your question, the Kukulun roller coaster Mm. from earlier. um, (laughs) The Kukulun roller coaster is, it's actually really good. I enjoyed it. But the, I think that <laughs> obviously the Jake Carter performance lives long in the memory. I would imagine it was earth shattering, and sorry, I mean eardrum shattering. And was this but, after his uh, his his famous stint on Dancing with the Stars? No, of course not. He wasn't oh, at that true, level. That level yeah. of he was in the stratosphere, and after in the the literally look, that's you know the stars. It's a celestial show for celestial celebrities. But yeah, I don't know why I've gone on that. It was like Professor Brian Cox for some reason. Um, <laughs> but one of the one of the things that stands out, I wouldn't say the whole thing, because he had a good day. One of the things that stands out is the they have like an animal part. So they have like a mm. when you as you come in, essentially essentially on your on the road that flanks the way in, they're a buffalo. Um like American That's cool. Buff- that, buffalo. Yeah, yeah, it is. And they're, they're a buffalo. Really, 
Extra buffalo, buffalo soldier. But yeah, you know, the native buffalo to Ashbourne mm. or whatever. Yeah. So I think they must make hunky dories as well. Then is that, does that? I, I think you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they don't like buffalo flavored. And I know Funky Doors have a buffalo on them, but they're not actually made of No, I, I, <laughs> they don't need to rare buffalo in yes, order to make Funky Doors. I, I didn't think they were like marching, like marching them into like a grinder um, every My day to season the chips. The show, the 6 p.m. showing is on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go we're to the grind the buffalo. <laughs> Can I grind the buffalo, Father? Oh, go ahead, Billy. Curse boy. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, back to the story. They have a safari part. Yeah. It's not so yes. as you come in as you just buffalo in the fields, blah blah blah. But there is a, also a part that has more exotic animals, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know okay. what kind so, of what are we talking here? Flamingos? We're talking like I mean buffalo is pretty pretty exotic in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. But no, I mean like snakes. I think there's snakes. Oh, okay. yeah, there's a snake. That's, that's pretty cool. There's like I think there's a lemur or something like that. There's, oh, cute, they, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, they have it. That sounds cool. That sounds good. No, no, <laughs> no, man, no, no. I wish it was like they have one. It's a, it's a beautiful. Like I think it's a. It's like a wild cat, but it's not oh, a big like wild a cat. Sphinx, 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 something like that. Yeah, like, bobcat or something. I don't know. Like a bobcat or something like that. Yeah, not a sphinx. No, that's not that's that a big. <laughs> no, I don't. You were thinking of a lynx. Yeah, lynx, lynx. Yeah, lynx, yeah, yeah, lynx yeah. is in Egypt. It is. It has the head of a. If they had that, that would be great. Body of a lion. <laughs> I'd love to see that. In Teo I reckon Park. that might be more interesting than Teo Park, actually. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is, it's one of those where you look at the animal and the animal looks sad and very. Uh, yeah. Is it a small it, enclosure? It's a small enclosure. So anyway, that's that's what the animals are like there. But yeah, look, that could be my haggard old cynical. You know. Um, oh, that sounds. You're painting adult. a. Brutally honest portrayal of hmm. Tato Park. Yeah, I mean, Tato Park, as we dis- we've discussed, is an amusement park, an attraction that is based on an Irish food or an Irish product or whatever like that. This has got me thinking, what other Irish foods or whatever could you base a tourist attraction on? So I got a couple for you, John. And this one is specifically for Dublin clientele. It's called Coddle Cove. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about Cottle Cove? I'm in. I'm in. There's only one ride in it, right? It's a a log fume. Is that what the word is? Log fume shaped like a boiled sausage. Yeah. Slowly floating through a stream of tepid grey water. (laughs) (laughs) And only dubs are allowed in. That's that's the main (laughs) road. Oh, that is fucking fantastic. I'm all over that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, can you drink the water? That's the first question. Yeah, you can. It's, yeah, right. it's, it's, you're not going to have a Lisa Simpson trip, trip out. I perfect, think. perfect. So it's coddle like, is there like carrots and all in there as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, it's carrots. Or maybe there, is it like when you ha- when you get, when you, as you're going down, you get showered in like <laughs> one load of carrots and then no, a load of onions <laughs> and then a load of potatoes at the end. Tato Park could actually, we could sell this idea to Tato Park. Actually. So there's an oh, Ashbourne. The Cove. I'm not sure it'd be welcomed in Ashbourne. Yeah, actually. well, oh, they're all dubs in Ashbourne, I'm sure. They actually are, yeah. I think uh, yeah, they'd, love it. they'd of... love it. They'd love it. They'd it up. And my second one is the Hall of Chicken Fillet Rolls, which mm. is a load of mirrors in which you are reflected as various deli style treats. You see mm. yourself as a sausage roll or a jambon, whatever. The Hall of Next. Chicken Fillet Rolls. But it yeah. is what it is. So do you have anything to add to the Irish food-based attractions of Ireland, <laughs> of Ireland Association. 
the Irish Food Based Attractions Association of Ireland. <sighs> what about Stewland or like a- Stew Swamp? <laughs> Uh, another log film <laughs> another, yeah yeah. well no this is more just like a kind of like a <laughs> reservoir full of shoe um, <laughs> and you just walk through it like you, know. you have to walk through it barefoot and absolve <laughs> you of your sins yeah it's full of feral animals because, <laughs> because uh, it's full and of rotting, shoe, so. rotting meat <laughs> rotting <Yeah>. lamb <laughs> it's actually vile <laughs> Yeah, that's... Dublin's put up some nice pictures of it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what's going on, Stewland. <laughs> this this autumn, <laughs> <laughs> Stew Swamp. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! All right, to wrap up, Tato Park, Jonathan. So you've been, but you got it for free, as you said. Mm-hmm. Do you know the admission? The, the admission price, the ticket price, I should say. I think it's expensive enough. Okay, so, okay, well, I have it here. So, what do you think? What do you think it's worth? Well, well I suppose, what do you think it's worth? What do you think it is? So, ad- well, uh, adult, is that right? An adult ticket? Adult, yeah, I've only have one. I only wrote down the one. Okay. Yeah, adult back. ticket. An adult ticket, 15 quid to 20 quid in. But I think it's around about 25 to 30 quid. And you have to pay for the rides. Yeah, paying for the rides. I don't know how much the rides are, but I have the admission price. And your, your, your head is correct. It is the higher end of the scale. It's 35 euro. Would you go, assessment. based upon what we've discussed, would you go for 25 quid? Based on what we've discussed, what you have discussed, no, I don't think I would. I think before we spoke, I probably would go as a curiosity because it's I don't I w- didn't know what to expect. I, don't, I didn't know what was in there, what wasn't in there. But having done a bit of reading, listening to you, I don't think I would go for 35 quid, to be honest. And that, maybe, that's, maybe that speaks volumes. So next up on the list is number four, and it has just over a million visitors each year, and it's located in the heart of Dublin. It is. This is the book. This is the book. The book of kills. This is the book. This is the book. The book of kills. Book of kills. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh. The Book of Kells, that's what we're talking about. I don't know if you got that. Oh, lovely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, so, yes, The Book of Kells. So, initially uh, referred to as The Book of Columbus. It is, of course, uh, it is, of course, a beautifully illustrated book contained within the beautiful and famous Trinity College since 1661 and remained there until an intoxicated nudie Kell from Keenan and Kell stole the book in 1999. <laughs> Hence, it's name today. I like so, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a common knowledge, though. What's your take on the book of Kells? You've been? Have you been? Uh, the no, first question, obviously. I've never been into it. Um, I've been mm. in and around Trinity many times. I never felt the need to go to it, I suppose. I feel like it's a bit of a school tour mm. kind of a thing to see. Mm. I'm not disparaging anyone who would want to go see it, but I'd probably say, like, you probably think of it, frame it as if you did something very similar to that in another capital city, probably be, you'd be running out of things to do. It's kind of like last day, kill an hour, go see this book. I might give some facts about it, let's say. Please, please. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so... I haven't seen it myself, Patrick. I've actually just had, in terms of what you're you're saying about the 
So I have two responses. Firstly, I think I haven't been to it because of the proximity. I've always been to it. Um, and it's easy to not do the things that you're right beside, I think. Yeah. But over recent years, maybe that's a thing of getting into your 30s. I have wanted to do more Irish things. And that was even pre-pandemic. And, you know, when I've seen pictures of it, like even the, the, the library I think it's in, is, isn't it? It's, yeah. you know, the long, the long or something. I think it's called that, yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's, it's something every Dubliner should see, you know. Maybe that's why I have more of it. Because it's in Dublin. I don't know. Maybe people from Meath and, and Dublin. Maybe people specifically from Kells. Yeah. Are... I mean, what I don't even really understand is it today, it's in, I, presi- I think from seeing on Google Images here, mm. that it's in a glass protective case of, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. But what is the crack? Like, is it always on the same page or do they, <laughs> I think they, can, yeah. they change the page there, Maureen? I, I think they do move the pages. I know that the, the, the displays of the book, um, so the two different types of displays of the book, I suppose. One is for the, the illustration and one is so the script of it, I suppose. Um, I found an f- interesting fact that you had, other than the facts that you mentioned earlier, which were, which were great, um, about the book, Kells, that it was ranked the fifth most famous book in the world after the Jungle Book. No, the Jungle Book was fourth. The Guinness Book of World Records was third. Mm. The Big Book of British Smiles was number two. What? And number one was A Sure Thing by Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just me. I was just, they were the five books that I had in my bookshelf. <laughs> no, I didn't have the book of chaos in my bookshelf, of course not. <laughs> uh, Dear, dear. I was seriously going to ask you where, <laughs> where that was. <laughs> what was the validity of this research? <laughs> I was going to say, we did this. Oh, man, I'm so glad that's a joke. Uh, uh, it's a funny one. Well, I like what a joke it I like that. No, man, I like that one. <laughs> what's what's Snooki's book? She could have really should have just called it Snooki's book. You a, know? Sure, a sure thing. Which yeah, makes sense. I really feel she missed out on Snooki's book there. Snooki's Snooki. no, bookie. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, I have actually, sorry. That might lead Snooki's bookie to be quite <laughs> angry and stop him from producing his own autobiography at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Snooki's bookie. <laughs> I've been taking bets from that bitch for five years. <laughs> I gotta break her legs. A <laughs> little, little legs. <laughs> it doesn't uh, give me any pleasure to do it. I do it to race horses most weekends, but to uh, an actual human being, like, especially a small one like Snooky, it doesn't give me any pleasure. But she don't pay a debt. Snooky's gonna get hit with the bookie's bat. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Jonathan. So the book of Kells. Yeah. Would you? Like to hazard a guess, I presume you don't know how much it costs for an entry, having not been. Would you like to take a stab at that? At the entry fee? Entry fee. 15 quid. Oh, that was nice. That was good. It was, yeah, you're, you're, it was 16, or it is 16, oh, I suppose. Man. So that's no, very good. Uh, I guess that's kind of a fair pricing as well, isn't it? Like, it's not crazy. You get access to the library as well, don't you, I think, for that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you get access to the book for that, don't you? You get to... <laughs> And a finger through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your grubby hands. <laughs> After eating like McDonald's. honey from the jar, yeah. <laughs> like a bear. Chicken nuggets all over it. So, okay, so we, we've established you definitely want to go see. You're, you're, you're yeah, you're, you're positive about the Book of Kells. It's on the to-do list. Mm. Okay, that's lovely. Yeah, 100%. So, actually, just before that, it just reminds me before we move on there. Do you want to come to the local uh, Don't Put Me 
my local dump the weekend, Paddy. The local dump. Um, yeah. what, what are you What are you dumping? Uh, they have. Uh, they just as you're reminding me, there they actually have the book of smells. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's just a book with like one page has like a sock in it, and then the next page has <laughs> human feces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really unpopular. <laughs> Find me up. <laughs> cool. All right. You move on, so. That was the Book of Kells. Book of Kells. Kells, Kells. Book of Kells. That was the Book of Kells. Book of Kells. Kells, Kells. Book of Kells. So now we move on to number three on the list, the third most visited fee charging attraction in Ireland, and it was Dublin Zoo, which had one over 1.2 million visitors. And the Dub- Dublin Zoo, of course, opened in 1831, um, and it's one of the oldest zoos in the world. So, Jonathan. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's the third, well, I, I, from what I could see, it was the third oldest zoo in Europe. That's very surprising. I don't know. I don't know where Isn't that it? makes it in the, in the world, but it's behind London and Vienna, I think. That's the oldest as in Europe. In Europe, yeah. yeah so yeah. ahead of Berlin, any German country, any Nordic country, any Spanish country, Italian. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if I'm to be believed. <laughs> seems, yeah, well. Well, I mean, it's... That's what things in doubt. Linked, it kind of was established kind of in when Ireland was still uh, part of the United Prague, Kingdom. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's that kind of uh, links there. And yeah, of course... It's yeah. It's, I was just going to say it's located in in Phoenix Park in Dublin. So, Jonathan, have you been? To I Dublin have been. Zoo? Yeah, I've been multiple times uh, to Dublin Zoo. It's a place where I have lots of uh, very fond memories growing up. It's one of the best things to do in Dublin, in my opinion. Has been over the years. However, I then and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this. But I think the older I've gotten, the more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. We, we we touched upon this in a previous segment. There are concerns I have about. Your thoughts on the zoo, modern day zoos. It's not skirt around it. It's changing your, and it's because, because you seemingly you do like the big cats exhibitions and they are the ones that seem to be, you know, the most, uh, you know, the most kind of questionable when you see them in, in an enclosure. In one terms of their behavior, terms yeah, of their, their, their demeanor, you mean something yeah. like that? I don't know. I no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then I wholeheartedly disagree with you there, and point squarely towards the gorillas and chimpanzees. Surely their little humanoid faces <laughs> speak of more unhappiness and boredom than any animal in the zoo. I get that the pacing thing definitely. The pacing thing bothers me if you're referring to the cats, but I definitely always felt that looking at the gorillas, they were just like. Fucking hell. Like we normally traverse thousands of kilometers across open jungle. And now we're in this little, whatever, <laughs> little slice of land somewhere in the middle of the Okay. So you, you, are obviously, um, had some good memories. Uh, you, you, yeah, you enjoy the, the bit, the large mammals, the cats, you know, looking in the eye of, of a tiger. Well, what's the worst part about Dublin Zoo? Since you have such a intimate worst part of um, knowledge. Zoo. Yep. Well, look, it's a simple one for me. It's oh. um, 
the restaurants. <laughs> I, I, I use that oh. word loosely. Um, canteen. The canteen. I, what I love. What I. What I love to hate about it <laughs> when I go now because I think you learn almost when you get. Well, I love how it's it's a complete clean sweep of depression when you go into those restaurants. <laughs> like even the children, even the five year old children are like, I don't like this, mommy. <laughs> and the van's like, I just paid 15 euro for that fucking burger. <laughs> you better fucking, that Rustler burger just cost me 15 <laughs> quid. You better stuff that in your it's mouth. It's the same food that they feed to the animals, of course. Comes right. from the same uh, production same, line. Same supplier. Oh, well, McDonald's, yeah. of course. <laughs> Tell me more about this food setup. What is what? What can burgers, chips, yeah, plastic a, chairs, yeah, um, all of the all of the above, yeah. In terms of the restaurant thing, I think it is just this little, this little pit of despair in the middle of of the zoo where <laughs> where where, the, where the, the the patrons unite with the animals for just just a little while in misery. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a, an Irish thing. Maybe it's a Kenan's, yeah, yeah. thing. We can't end. enjoy ourselves too much. Yeah, there's we a priest. A priest it gives down. you the... It's called Priest Burger. <laughs> and it's in, it's in the zoo. <laughs> it's communion wafers. Yeah. <laughs> Hot communion wafers. <laughs> it's the blood of Christ for you, ma'am, and a bongo bongo juice for the young one, yes? <laughs> Which is also made of the blood of Christ. <laughs> Junior blood of Christ. <laughs> Get a little toy crucifix in the in the in the meal. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't fucking go to the seminary for this. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? Oh yes. Of course. All that bad shit. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Oh yes, I'm on that relocation program. Fuck. <laughs> Work release. <laughs> Bring them back into the community. Um, disgraced priests. <laughs> By putting them in the one place they can't do any harm. <laughs> A zoo cafeteria. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear me. Well, yeah, well, I mean, obviously. During COVID times and during lockdown, a place, a lot of tourist places, Dublin Zoo, not being an exception, would have suffered. Um, their finances will have suffered, of course, mm. over the last year or so. But um, it's good to know that they are trying new things. Uh, they're diversifying, trying to fundraise in different ways. Uh, have you heard about this, Jonathan? I haven't heard about this. Yeah, well, um, one of the things that they've tried recently is they allow first dates to happen on the grounds of the zoo. First dates. First dates. Yeah. yeah. Where the couples meet in the, re- in the restaurant for the first time. Exactly. And go yeah, to yeah. Date. The, All right. yeah, it's, it's the change of location from uh, the restaurant, which you can't do social distancing in a restaurant at the moment. So yeah. change the setting uh, to uh, would-be kind of a romantic couple meet for the first time in Dublin Zoo. And what would be more romantic than that? That makes a lot of sense. And uh, we have an exclusive clip of um, an upcoming episode of First Dates Dublin Zoo, if you'd like to... Uh... Uh, well, of course. Well, okay then, let's give it a whirl. Welcome to First Dates Dublin Zoo. We join Claire and Brian as they're meeting for the first time by the monkey enclosure. <laughs> you play <bloody> need you. <laughs> 
<laughs> to you, you dope. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Uh, my name is Claire Byrne. Well, well, well. What have we got here, eh? Claire Byrne. <laughs> nice to meet you. It's uh, Brian McFadden. Heartthrob of the 90s, 2000s, and present day. <laughs> well, well, well. Clarity. Who knew we'd end up here, eh? Anyway, just been playing with these dope monkeys here, eh? Well, yep. <laughs> are them monkeys laughing at me, Claire? Are them monkeys, are them monkeys laughing at me? No, Brian, I don't think the monkeys are laughing at you. Fucking better not be laughing at me, because what, what the fuck are the monkeys doing, Claire? Should I have a number one album? <laughs> well, of course, there was Daydream Believer from 1967 and I'm a Believer from 1966. Ah, uh, wow. <laughs> Seems it's not just a, a nice arse you have, Claire. It's a smart arse too, eh? <laughs> Listen, uh, you know Nicky Bourne, yeah? Yes, myself and Nicky are due to present the new talent show on RTE. It's called A Star is Burn. What a name, eh? But hey, missing one ingredient. You got yourself a lovely stew at the end. You know what that is? McFaddy. Stick that in the stew. It's tasty for everyone, because talent knows talent, Claire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, well, I'll pass it on and see what I can do, Brian. Great stuff, great stuff. Anyway, uh, why don't we get away from these bleeding monkeys and then go somewhere else? Any ideas? Yes, I believe there's a new exhibition opening up on the other side of the park, Brian. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's called The Tunnel of Rats. <laughs> well, got my attention. Let's go. Uh, but you don't mind if we uh, stop in the Jackson along the way? No, uh, be my guest, Brian. Cheers. Yeah, don't worry if you're wondering. I'm not draining the lizard. <laughs> Just uh, since uh, episode two of He Was Down the Dishes, I got a bit of a uh, washing up liquid habit, you know? <laughs> Ah, I've had it ever since really plays havoc with me insides, Claire to shite myself at days and ends sometimes. But uh, yeah, I'll be quick. Uh, I'll try at least. <laughs> Let us roll. Find out how Brian and Claire get on at the Tunnel of Rats in part two of First Dates Dublin Zoo. Oh, uh, the Tunnel of Rats. That's a new one. I haven't... Uh... That's because you were turning right. It's actually uh, <laughs> it's uh, located on the left side of the park. I take away to the tunnel of crabs, obviously. <laughs> so missed that one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I for one, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how. how well, the, yeah, pans out. I mean, there was a, a shitload of chemistry between the two of them. You could tell. <laughs> right. um, so I can't wait to see how that that uh, that ends up. So. Yeah, look, I suppose just to kind of bring us through towards the end of uh, the discussion on on the zoo. I, I mean, I was going to ask Paddy, maybe this is again teeing myself up, but I was going to ask what your favorite memory of the zoo was. But considering you have kind of absolutely no memory whatsoever. I have seemed to have forgotten my whole life from the kind of 1995 to Since you that 10 Chinese minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you yeah. sure? Again, this is tallying with Norkery and kind of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tell you, I don't have a a memory, but I'll give you a fact. So, RTE, well, formerly RTE and now News Talk presenter, Pat Kenny, um, friend of the podcast, I'm sure we all know who he is. His father, James Kenny, was actually the elephant man 
in Dublin Zoo what in about the oh. 60s and 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when you said his father was actually the elephant man, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, that's quite an unbelievable fact. <laughs> not, not, not in a... I'm not a monster. Yeah, I'm not an animal. He he was the elephant trainer. (laughs) Elephant um, trainer in Dublin Zoo for in the sixties and the seventies. I mean, as as strictly as a chat up line, that is going to be one of the best. (laughs) You know what? It's not a lot you can top out of the bag. I I, I don't think. Well, you want to see my elephant? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Something or something more creative than that. (laughs) (laughs) Something more funny and charming than that. Although, just no. I mean, seriously, like if you said, well, my dad's actually an elephant trainer in the zoo. (laughs) Oh, I've just stopped it there. My dad is actually an elephant. (laughs) Well, or the elephant man, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, that might open. Don't, I, mean, I, look, I don't look that bad, actually, considering my dad was the elephant man. <laughs> it is. Look, I mean, it's definitely a, an interesting bit of trivia. And, and famously, Paddy, elephants don't like buildings. <laughs> uh, Do you know what I mean? Oh, you know the way, pa, the way Pat doesn't like buildings? It's all coming full circle here. I think he may have learned that when growing up in the savannas of <laughs> the Phoenix Park um, <laughs> when he was a wee nipper interviewing all the monkeys yes and... exactly right okay so before we throw it back to just uh, to see how brian and claire got on with the rest of their date jonathan you as a zoo file that you clearly are i'm going to that's right you said zoo file right <laughs> i'll beat your of... face in <laughs> <laughs> that's right as the zoo file that you are and see you probably have some kind of discounted lifetime admission but i'm gonna ask you how much is a ticket I know it's expensive enough, I think. Uh, I'm going to say €25. Euro. Actually, not even that expensive. It's only €20 euro for an adult, which That's I think pretty is pretty good. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good. And if you That's buy online, actually, it's it's cheaper again. It's uh, it's it's yeah, two fifty. Uh, two, it's seventeen seventy five if you if you purchase it online, uh, which you know what is pretty good value in this day. I think so. And I, I think I'm getting the impression that you, I mean, seeing as you've gone so often, would you go again? If the opportunity arose in the morning, uh, yes, I would. Um, <laughs> look, I think that's maybe down to the, not having incredible amount of things to do. Um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but I've always been engaged by it. Um, I find that animals fascinating. It is probably a little bit selfish that they're locked up and we're getting an enjoyment for them. But there are the positive things that we can blindly believe in and kind of be ignorant of the other things. <laughs> um, but yeah, do I think it's worth it for that? I do. Would I go again? I would. Yeah, I do like Dublin Zoo. Grand. So that'll finish off Dublin Zoo. Now we're going to go to part two of First Dates Dublin Zoo to see how the guys get on with the rest of their date. And after that, we'll be back to the countdown with the second most visited attraction on the list. Welcome back to First Dates Dublin Zoo. We pick up where we left off on Brian and Claire's date. Uh, um, uh, Brian, I, I don't think you're actually meant to be getting into the tunnel of rats. Ha <laughs> ha! That's where you're wrong, Claire, baby. You go up and clan shock, you know, one thing. <laughs> rats out! Make way for Dublin Sun! Fucking <laughs> rats! Claire! Claire! Claire, stop! Claire stuck in the fucking tunnel of rats! Claire! Call someone! Yes, Brian, I'll help you now. 
This is Claire Byrne reporting live from Dublin Zoo, where former 90s pop star Brian McFadden is currently wedged in the Tunnel of Rats. Fuck, this is worse than that time I went to Thailand with Keith Duffy. I need to get out of here. Questions remain about how McFadden will ever be freed from the Tunnel of Rats. What's this? Just in, there appears to be an older gentleman striding across Dublin Zoo atop an African elephant. He's making a beeline now for the Tunnel of Rats. The man in question appears to be former elephant trainer in Dublin Zoo, James Kenny. Move back, everyone, move back. <laughs> I'm here. That's James Kenny. It's been a long time since I've roamed around on Alicia. Thank you, darling. Now, what's this problem? Ah, I see. Well, I'm no plumber, but uh, I think I can get your shit from your rat infested pipe. Alicia! Pull! Pool! 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 Oh, damn! Alicia, it's okay, girl. You tried, you tried. Okay, it's not work, but this calls for only one thing. Trainer, get me a shoehorn grande. Pool! Oh, fucking hell! Oh, fucking rats! Pool! Pool! Oh, Jesus, man. Oh, Jesus. Thanks very much, buddy. You've just won yourself two tickets front row in Tala Civic Theatre to see me and Duffy. Keep your fucking tickets. I don't want them. I don't want to see you anywhere around here again. How dare you come into my zoo and get stuck in our tunnel of rats. You must learn from this. And that, Brian, that's what's real to me. Now, Miss Byrne. Would you like to join me in Baboon Burger for some light refreshments? Oh, yes, James. That sounds lovely. Alicia! Tally ho! <laughs> yes, well, it is a rather large trunk. Oh, my. Radio. Patrick, on to the next item on the list and... That is the number two most visited. Number two. The number it's a big shit. The number two most visited place, <laughs> tourist attraction, uh, paid for or paid. It was a fee. What, what's the word? Oh god, I kind of already forgotten this. Uh, fee, fee, paying, fee, fee charging. Fee charging. Fee paying schools. No free place. The, the no. second most visited non-free place in Ireland. Rose off the tongue. Is Northern Ireland. Oh. Oh, sorry. Won't get political. That's Ooh, very good. Uh, thank you very much. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, it would be the Cliffs of Mohor, uh, so named as the grass grows very wild and long, so they always need to mow her. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, yeah, that's good. One, actually, you've reached my level. <laughs> Thank you. It's a low level. It's a low. low bar. That's, that's that's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, Patrick, have yeah. you ever been to the Cliffs of Moher? 
Well, remember I said at the, at the top of this episode, at the top of this podcast, that I hadn't been to any of these any of the places on the list. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, well, having looked at it again, <laughs> I've been to mm. some. <laughs> this this being this being one of them. Uh, but 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 I will say and when I, you say when you say some, you mean most. Of, most okay. Of well, your... of the five, <laughs> I've been to some. The, um, the majority you can you can majority. say the majority. But I, you see I, why why I was confused. <laughs> About having been, have I, have I been there or not? It was I was, I'm t- was sub five years old when I went to it with my parents, and I don't remember. I don't remember it. The only thing I do remember about being going to Eclipse of More was it was the first time I'd ever seen a Chinese person was was there. Yeah, so there, it was in the nineties. <laughs> that's my that's my anecdote. That's my Eclipse of More go to anecdote. <laughs> Or my Chinese person go to anecdote. No, it's easy. It's very. It's very. Uh, I'm tempted to say no more anecdotes, oh. please. Um, <laughs> what? That's nothing wrong with that. No, just because I, I can remember. It. I don't remember. I don't landmark. I don't have yeah. specific <laughs> memories of dates of when I came into contact with ethnicities. Yeah, I yeah. got oh what seventy what ninety five. What was the first black guy experience I had? What oh, about ninety eight? Tell oh, us about oh, your first black guy experience again. <laughs> It's a good story. No, why I remember that so so vividly because it's not my actual memory that I'm remembering vividly. <laughs> Some weird uh, memento we type thing. It's a photograph, and I remember there was a Chinese family in the photograph as well. What do you mean? This, what the fuck are you talking about? What were you holding a photograph? For? The Chinese people were holding a photograph of themselves. No, a photograph. In... Of, no, a photograph of myself in a family album that was taken really? on that holiday <laughs> when there was people in the background. And we're Chinese. Yeah. Give me some good chuckles, Patrick. I'm not going to lie. Give me some good, some good chuckles. I was there, um, that was last year. I um, went to the Hinge. Ah. Um, so, oh, yeah. Okay, very good. And uh, yeah, we decided to go to the Cliffs of Horror. Now, the first thing I'll say is this. It's a fucking ripoff. In simple terms, you go to the car park and I think they tried to charge us 35 euro or something for like an hour to park in oh. the car park. This is definitely the one thing on in the top five that I was a bit like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, were we doing fee? Were we do- we're doing to- yeah, I was a bit confused because I didn't think that there would be a fee. And I'm not quite sure what the fee covers. Is it just if you pay for parking or do you have to pay in? It's parking. It's kind parking. of, you know, I think the whole point is it's only really accessible by road. So you're not going to, maybe you can cycle out, I think maybe. Yeah, obviously mm. maybe that's the, you can cycle for free perhaps. But obviously most people are going to drive. So we drove out and as we drove out, there's a sign saying car park for uh, five euro down the road. So it's actually someone's house that lives in the car. As we're like, it's basically an empty plot across from someone's house. So you probably get probably about 20 cars into it. We drove up, there's about four cars there. And a woman came out of the house and was like, yeah, fiber, stay as long as you like. And I said, yeah. So we, we walked up and my experience of it is they are breathtaking. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's breathtaking and it's, how would you say? It's kind of frightening. It's kind of scary. You know, I remember How being... How close like, can you get, go up to, to the oh, edge? You can literally walk. Like you could jump you, off. You could you jump off. To. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the reason that the Cliffs of Moher are, are, are iconic, obviously, is because of what they are, the Cliffs of Moher. But I suppose in the minds of popular culture, not just here in Ireland, but abroad, they have become iconic because they feature in 
some films, um, some very notable films over the years. So in keeping with our tradition of uh, having a little mini quiz, I've uh, put together um, a mini quiz. So the question I'm going to ask you, Patrick, is, so let me count, one, two, three, four, five. Of the five films that feature the Cliffs of Mohara, I'd like three Righty, righty. Okay, mm, is that too much? Am I asking too much there? No, no. We can give this a give this a okay. Give this a good go and the old college go. Okay, I'm gonna go for some Irishy, like kind of Irishy ones, and say something like Leap Year. Is that oh man! Is that on it? Boom! Straight out the oh, bat. Straight yes. off the oh, bat. Right, okay, at least boom, boom, boom. Now that I'm on the scorecard, I, I take pride. I, I can leave a happy mm. man. I, I just before you go, I've never seen that film. Apparently, it, it stars I, I, Amy Adams. I knew. I actually had. A, I remember that. I think Adam Scott is in it. Okay. John Lithgow as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and Dom, Dominique McElliot, Matthew Good. I don't know who that is. I've never seen it either, but I have. A, I can picture it in my mind for some reason. I can picture the kind of poster of it, and I vaguely know <laughs> the, the plot as well. <laughs> I know a lot about this film. Oh, um, heavily set around the cliffs of Moher. <laughs> sorry, can I just? There's just one review that I've come across here. Um, it's from the New York Times. Leap Year is so witless, charmless, and unimaginative that it can be described as a movie only in a strictly technical sense. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doesn't like Leap Year. Someone got out of the bed around this In morning. the New York. Hmm. We don't like Leap Year in New York. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like leap years. Movie February has cry- 28 days. <laughs> Wait, a minute, that's You're not right, just- is it? What? 28, 29. That's what a leap year is, isn't it? When it goes to 29. 29, 29 yeah. I think. Yeah, they February, don't recognize right? the 29th of February in the New mm. Yorker. Okay. okay, so I've given you, you've got, congratulations, <laughs> fantastic. Off the bat. Yeah, you I, I, have, I have another one, right? I'm thinking The Princess Bride. Oh, that's the first one. That's the first one. I don't know why I started with Leap Year. <laughs> felt more comfortable in the round. Um, Princess Bride was the first one I, that springs to mind. In my humble opinion, probably the best on the list, maybe. Man, <sighs> it's a tough one, but maybe the best one on the list, uh, I would say, Princess Bride. Now I'm getting into waffle and guest territory. Not Braveheart or Highlander or something like that? No. Okay, well, that'll be marked off my Scottish. I, I need... Just to give you a, yeah. a clue, one of the films was mentioned in a previous item on the list. I have mentioned this film, I should be more specific. I'm starting to now doubt my reference, my previous reference. <laughs> I don't know what you're <clears throat> referring um, Oh, for God's sake, yes. How on earth did I forget that? Into the West. That's the one. Okay, so filling up, uh, finishing the list, Ryan's Daughter. Um, okay. from and so that was a Robert Mitchum film in the 70s uh, and the final one is probably the most famous I suppose it's not an obvious one I don't think um, but I do remember it when I think back uh, Harry Potter and the half Road ah. Prince okay Patrick based upon my telling you of my experiences the Cliffs of Moher what do you yeah, yeah. What, do, yeah. what do you think do you think it's worth its, its place on the list number two I think yes I mean overall for its natural beauty it sounds amazing. Yes, I would also like to recreate one of the many famous scenes from Leap Year along the, <laughs> the rim of it. Yes, so I'm all for it. I'd go, I'd go soon. I'd go soon. I'd, I'd definitely worth going to. So welcome back. We are now going to look at the number one fee-charging visitor attraction 
in Ireland. But before doing so, we'll have a quick rundown of number 10 to 2. Uh, so, at number 10, Blarney Castle and Gardens, 460,000 visitors. And number 9, Powers Court House and Gardens and Waterfall, 472,000 visitors. It also gives that a notable mention. I think it's a great place. Number eight, Muckrose House, 550,000. Number seven, Clamore Abbey and Garden, 560,000. Number six, St. Patrick's Cathedral, 627,000. Number five, Tato Park, 700,000. Number four, Book of Kells, 1. Well, 1, 050,000. One million. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> number three Dublin Zoo 1.2 million visitors number two Cliffs of Moher 1.5 million visitors and number one it is bum, 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 bum. the Guinness Storehouse yeah so number one is the Guinness Storehouse Patrick um, yes Yes, it is. Um, it's probably an obvious. I don't know what's not. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, it's pretty. I think it's widely it's widely uh, reported on as being the most uh, popular tourist attraction in Ireland. So we, we've probably you've probably come across it. It's very like it is very much designated to overseas uh, visitors. I think mm. so. Maybe that's mm. why it's not like on our radar. Whereas Irish people, like people who live in Ireland, say would go to Tato Park. They go to. Cliffs more on a family holiday. Not necessarily inclined to go to the Guinness Storehouse as much. Yeah, very fair point. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is it's essentially just a museum, a shrine toward past marketing campaigns and shit of, of Guinness, like You've photographs and. Oh yeah, I've actually I've actually done it twice. Oh, I should have probably mentioned that. This oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I've been, I've actually been on two kind of versions of of the tour. Shall we say one is. One was the bog standard. And a psychedelic <laughs> version. <laughs> One is the Take bog mushrooms. standard. You pay in and you go up. It's like you go up the, I don't know, through the levels, through, through the floors um, of, of the building. And then you get to the top. Obviously, you do the, what is it called? The sky bar or whatever it might be called. You get, Surely you get, they should call it the head of the building. Does that make more sense? <laughs> well, it's supposedly shaped like a pint. That's what I've read. The actual uh, building is shaped like a pint. The, that, the, the storehouse, the museum, like the kind of the tour part is vaguely shaped like a, like a pint. But that is a stretch. I think. <laughs> it's shaped like a building. <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah, I went to one version. I went on and it was a normal one, and it is like it's fucking tourist <laughs> thing that you do just kill a couple of hours. And then the second one, I went, I, I went to. It was my dad and my brother-in-law. To it, it you, you, you kind of did the, the traditional side of the tour, but they also actually brought you to the factory part where you've seen the actual factory, making the making. Yeah, which so this is, is much separate. more interesting. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like a special. It was like I don't know. Yeah, it was it was it was a Father's Day, a deal. I don't know, and there was only limited numbers on it, and it was that was good, obviously, because you know you got to see see how the sausage. So you you, you, you were saying you were saying that the standard tour doesn't include that. You're just walking no. around bullshit cracks and it, all this. Fucking it, that is that, yeah. It is just a museum to to Guinness. You don't see. I think they obviously explain the steps of mm. the brewing process, but you don't see. It's not an, it's not the active part of the Guinness factory. That's like on the other side of the, the premise. Yeah, I, look, I, I suppose, uh, I, again, you, you've done it, but uh, to Peter, I doubt there's anyone listening who doesn't know who 
the, you know Guinness, what Guinness is and what the <laughs> okay. Guinness storehouse is. But just a you know just a, it's a comment that you have to make how culturally important Guinness is to Ireland, not just from a branding perspective, not just from a tourism perspective, but from an actual like even like infrastructure and kind of fucking social perspective. Yeah. I suppose like if you're there are loads of houses that were built by Guinnesses mm-hmm. in Dublin. You know they did. It, it's a yeah. It's it's a contentious thing, I know for sure, because I read stuff about the history where they were kind of pro business, very pro business during the lockouts and the various different things. And uh, you know, there's there's arguments either side, but what can't be disputed, I suppose, is that they definitely played a prominent, prominent role in in Dublin in particular, obviously. But but yeah, it, 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 it's culturally quite significant. Anyway, look back to the storehouse itself. I don't think I'm the only one that has thought this growing up, but okay. As well as having a funky smell, <laughs> I always thought when I was younger that the Guinness Storehouse might be a little bit like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, catch my drift. I get your drift. Uh, I would, I would like that that scenario to be the case. Um, how yeah. exactly would you? How how did you see that um, going down in you as a child? Well, how I does presumed. It work? Well, it, obviously, there would have to have been. Now, I mean, genuinely. Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder, in fact, just Gene Wilder is one of my favorite people growing up. I just loved mm. his happy face. I always remember that. So I love the film. I love that film. So obviously, I would imagine that there'd have to be an equivalent character in the Guinness, just, you know, in, in the storehouse, the factory. Let's call it the factory. The Guinness factory. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what would his name be? Uh, well, look, I think we all know Arthur Guinness, I yeah, suppose, yeah. is the original lad, but I don't think like, dynasties later, you know, obviously all of that Guinness is going to kind of play with you a little bit, I'd say. <laughs> I'd, say those, I'd say those families are drinking pure ethanol at this stage. Like, <laughs> so I would, ha- I would imagine he'd have some, let's say, let's call him Billy McWonky. Let's say he's like uh, Billy McWonky, <laughs> right? <laughs> and let's so I'd imagine they go down like you know these American tourists get in there now obviously you've been there now so you've dispelled this this is not true but I would imagine that it'd be like maybe be something like you know they come in Americans come in they're standing around there's all like piles of Guinness everywhere or like hops <laughs> or something yeah hops and like, s- yeah, you know, like I mean, carts, carts, yeah. and there actually is carts. You ever see those? Like they expand the street. Actually, the tracks that span the street. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of plays into this. Do you know what I mean? This, all, okay. this yeah, yeah. builds this shit in your head. But wow, you know, Mister McWonky. Yeah, it's like, when's Billy McWonky gonna get here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd be out in the minutes, sir. Don't worry. Don't I worry came all the way then. from Amarillo, Texas, for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that even that place? Meet his ass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, there's like a, a basically like a water slide that's actually just spewing Guinness into a drain. So suddenly, all he is, hello everybody, it's Billy McWonky. Welcome to the Guinness Stars. Um, I would imagine he'd sound something oh, yeah, like that. that. That's, that's um, beautiful <laughs> fiction. You're like God. This guy's larger than life. <laughs> really don't make him over here. <laughs> you sure know how to make him. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. That it was a beautiful um, and deeply disturbing uh, vision of what the Guinness factory storehouse could, you know, could, could change to mm. if they want to, di- to diversify um, the experience. But as it stands, it is Ireland's most 
visited fee charging attraction. Uh, we need to make an assessment, buddy. Oh shit! Well, yes, we got to make our assessments. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, Patrick. So uh, you have been, as we said. So I'm looking online here. I can see mm-hmm. entry price online only, apparently. So again, it doesn't give me the the, the cost of actually getting. Presumably, so, it's it's going to be more expensive if you're buying at the door. Okay. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You will get a guaranteed time of entrance and physical distance and measures in place. Explore the ingredients, history, culture. I tell the Guinness story. Select Lovely. from a pint of Guinness or one of our other Guinness beers, if you're 18, mm. of course, or a soft drink to enjoy the gravity bar included in your ticket. So, I mean, that's already you're getting five or back, five fifty back there, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And reserve a table at our restaurant on the fifth floor after ticket purchase. It's great that they'll allow you. <laughs> To purchase more stuff after yeah, you purchase yeah. something, and don't forget nice. to visit—you get free admission into the gift <laughs> shop on your way out. <laughs> but you have to buy something, <laughs> or you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> the entrance is free; the exit <laughs> is not. <laughs> get a key ring, or else they thought of everything. <laughs> Those bastards, oh, man. titans of industry. Anyway, we go with you—you know—the same approach. What do you think it's worth? How much do you think it is? Okay. It should be about, considering you get a free pint, I'm thinking it should be like 25 euro. That, that's what I think it's worth. Interesting. How much it's going to be, I'm going to slap an, an extra tenner and say it's 35 quid in. Okay. Yeah. For the online? For the online, you get two euro cheaper. <laughs> so, so you're saying 33 quid? 33.50. Okay. Half that? Ooh. 15 quid. 15 quid is the kind of pre-book. Price. Yeah, online that's, price. Great. that's 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 very reasonable. Yeah, you see, um, yeah. counteract the point. So, so say it's a tenner, it's tenner in. Happy yeah, days. Tenor in. You know what I mean? I think like, that's, that's really, really that's good. Fine. Yeah. If it's raining outside, you want know, you get in there, yeah. go up, have a pint. Yeah, I really want to go now. Actually, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Would I go? I would I go back? Um, I'll go with you, Jonathan. That's that's good. That yeah, sounds good. Yeah, lovely. You're paying. Okay, so that was this week's pod. We are, again, very, very happy to have delivered it. We are working out kinks, I suppose, and we've also put it out there to a few people and asked for feedback. And most of it has been quite positive and a lot of it has been very constructive, which I think we've tried to take on board, but obviously it's a process. I certainly would like to thank anyone who has listened to it and who has been particularly gotten to and um, told me their thoughts. But um, we've set up social, Patrick, haven't we? We have, yes. We are now officially on the Twitter. So, at Ireland's Favourite Pod is the handle. Um, we'll hopefully get that. We're putting up some grade A content on there. Um, mm-hmm. So please do join us. There literally isn't a single tweet. <laughs> and one follower. But, you know, Who's help your us out. Friend? Which is great. Yes, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you very but, much, yeah, Olivia. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, just yeah to echo Jonathan's uh, sentiment there. Thank you very much for feedback and the support, and hopefully you shall be hearing more of us from us over mm. the coming weeks and months. But as ever, that's not how we end the show here on Ireland's favorite pods. But uh, <laughs> we won't, won't, uh, we won't. Uh, we'll tease you no longer. It is, of course, the one, the only to sing us out. It's Marcy.
We had some laughs, we shot the shit, but now we've come to the final bit. Thanks for joining us today, in a very special way. We hope you had some fun with us, beside a widow on the bus. So we leave and part at last, see you again on Ireland's favourite podcast. Podcast.